just keep moving it doesn't need to be complicated walking dancing hit stretch you know stick on a bit of music have a boogie yeah lovely so easy <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Also in Pink, the podcast all about lifestyle design, how we live, the clothes we choose, and how we organize our space. I'm your host, Alexandria Lawrence, a certified KonMari consultant and personal stylist. I'm here to guide you on your journey to live a happy, fulfilled life. Every Tuesday, you'll get new insight on what it means to live well, plus actionable tips. Redefine what's possible and create your ideal life. Our guest today is Pilates and dance instructor Heather Craig. Heather trained at the Royal Academy of Dance and the Rambert School, and she's co-founder of Moving Stories Dance Company. Heather is an experienced Pilates instructor and also teaches adult ballet. And you're in for a treat. This episode is a bit more interactive. You'll have a chance to do some lovely stretching as Heather guides you through a seated Pilates session. It's the perfect way to gently get your body moving. Heather, welcome. How absolutely lovely. I'm delighted to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much. It's lovely to speak with you. (laughs) Yes, it's been ages. And to give listeners a bit of background, I got to know you at my local rowing club where you offered Monday night Pilates classes. And these were wonderful, very popular amongst rowers and a great way to start the week. And it was super convenient for me too, since I'm just a stone's throw away from the rowing club. Well, I guess a stone's throw if you have a very good arm, but about a five minute walk. Oh, yeah, no, it's lovely. Yeah, so that wasn't long ago, but life has changed so much, hasn't it? What's it been like to be a Pilates instructor during the pandemic? So getting all the sort of technical side of things together was quite interesting because I'm really not very technical. (laughs) I'm much better when I'm using my body rather than using my hands and computer screens. But so far, so good. It's translated quite well. And I've been really fortunate that I've had a fantastic client base that have followed me, which is great. So I feel a bit more comfortable now in front of the camera. Back at the beginning, yeah, it was quite nerve wracking, really. So virtually, do you feel like you can see what's happening well enough and give students the support they need? Yeah, I mean, generally, I'll keep the class quite basic. But because most of the clients I know, they know generally sort of the way I work. And I've managed to sort of create a bigger screen now so that from my computer, I can switch it into the TV and then I get a better picture of everyone. So it's like the Muppet Show. You know, they're all on their little screens. (laughs) It's great. It's great. So I see legs flying everywhere, arms going everywhere. I can see when someone nips off to have a cup of tea. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's fine. It's working really well to be honest and actually on these dark January nights well you're snug at home and you can do your exercise in the comfort of your own home so that's quite nice really. Exactly it's a lovely thing to be able to do and I adore the idea of the Muppet Gallery. Do you have two (laughs) little old men commentating in the background as well like on the Muppets? That's right. I forget the names of the two old chaps, but definitely one of my clients has said, yeah, we're just like the two old guys in the Muppets. I was like, yes. (laughs) That's excellent. So have you had a bit of that yo-yo effect going between online and in person when the lockdown's been lifted or how has that worked for you? 
when I have a group of clients that really, I think purely because they work all day on their computers, the last thing they want to do is log in again to a class scenario. So they're the ones that have been ready and waiting, ready to pounce back into classes. And then again, that felt quite stilted initially to go back to classes because everyone was scared of touching everything. Even before lockdown happened, I was getting really rigorous with the cleansing routine thing, the hand sanitising and all the equipment sanitising. And in the end, what I've got people to do is actually just purchase their own equipment. And so when they come back to live classes now that they've got that already, you know, it just really makes them feel a bit more secure. So we've got lots of plans, plan A, plan B, and possibly plan C. (laughs) Absolutely. That's so challenging. And I think there's often some confusion between yoga and Pilates. A lot of people are probably a bit more familiar with yoga. So what is Pilates? How would you describe what you do and how you help people? Yeah, Pilates is probably a little bit younger than yoga, I suppose. But it did come about from a a chap called Joseph Pilates, who was an Austrian chap. And he devised a system really to create more symmetry within the body, to create a strong core, much more about retraining the body structure. So it's a very practical sort of exercise. And he devised it by using, I think he, he worked with springs, you know, the old hospital beds that had the springs. So he already knew how to work with resistance and that that would do a great thing for the muscles in the body. And it sort of evolved. And then eventually his studios opened up and You know, he worked with dancers and sports people, which is why it's so popular with all sort of different groups of fitness professionals. And then now it's become sort of a bread and butter exercise really for everyone. So I wouldn't say to anyone, just do Pilates, that's going to get you fit because it won't, but it works as a beautiful supplement and integral part of your exercise regime because you're strengthening from the inside out effectively. And a lot of us are sedentary. So this is half our problem. We don't move or stretch or think about, you know, making our bodies even anymore. Yeah, it's a shame our posture's changed (laughs) quite a lot over the last few years. So if Pilates isn't enough on its own to keep you fit, how have you personally stayed fit during the pandemic? What do you supplement it with? going for a nice walk if you've got that hour of exercise that you can do that hour of time walking but I also do ballet so I'll try and do maybe two or three ballet classes in a week if I can and I'm not a massive advocate of HIIT workouts but I found myself just doing a little six minute or ten minute HIIT yeah I look really funny doing it because (laughs) I'm sort of placed as a dancer but I I have to be parallel and you know sort of look quite oh and I'm quite petite so yeah I just think oh when I'm trying to do all these lovely squat lunges and whatever (laughs) it's um (laughs) yeah it's quite interesting so they're the things that I do and actually to be honest When I'm actually teaching my classes, I'm actually doing the exercises with everyone. So I feel probably a little bit fitter in lockdown than I do normally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably a lot of people can relate to that. Maybe you're at one extreme or the other, either the very sedentary during lockdown or the really raring to go and and get fit. Being slightly limited, it makes you work more with what you have. I think so. For me, definitely. And do you have a favourite Pilates move or exercise? My favourite Pilates exercise, and probably everyone would know that coming to my classes, you might even remember, pelvic bridge, pelvic tilt. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, so really the reason I like that exercise mostly is because it's not loaded flexion. So therefore it's pretty safe for everyone's spines, but also what it does, it provides a little bit of traction. So if you've been standing for a long period of time, then what it does is just give some lovely space between those vertebrae. So you feel a bit taller, generally, hopefully, <laughs> after doing a few pelvic tilts, but that's my favourite one. It brings back all the memories. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and then there's the foam roller. You roll your legs on it at the end of a Pilates class, which is very painful. <laughs> oh no, the rolling. We must roll. We must make that fascia. We must make it nice and fluid and not crispy. <laughs> and for someone who has no idea what several of the words were in that last <laughs> sentence, what would you, how would you describe that? <laughs> oh, we're getting technical now. So fascia is the, the substance that encapsulates muscles. And um, I always say to people, if you imagine, really, really quite disgusting, really, but if you think about mucus from your nose, and that's quite sort of <laughs> ceramy, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yes. quite ceramy. Now, if that gets dry, it gets crispy, and that's like fascia. <sighs> so when you massage the fascia, when you massage that ceramy, crispy uh, snot, <laughs> mucus, <laughs> um, again, it moves better. It becomes more fluid again. And that's exactly what you want to happen to your muscles. You don't want them to be stiff and crispy. You want them to have some fluid within them and, and move with ease. You'll know it. You know, if you've been sat for a long period of time and then you get to stand up, you think, oh, the front of your hips feel a bit, oh, yes, I just need to take a moment. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, that's wonderfully vivid. I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> so why is it so painful then at the end that rolling you do, especially on your legs? So the front of your legs and the sides. So they're big muscle groups. So at the front of the thighs, you've got your quads and on the sides, you've got your IT band and still part of the quads there. And they're global muscle groups. So they really take the brunt of every movement we do. So if we're not always engaging the stomach muscles and working perhaps more the glutes, the back of the legs, then obviously these muscles at the front and sides take a lot of the weight. And, you know, so generally that's why it's so painful because those muscles are tight. They do need that stretch and roll and release. Uh, and then you'll find that your movement patterns are hopefully a little bit smoother. <laughs> and now for something more interactive. Grab yourself a chair and perhaps a small cushion. And here's Heather to guide you through some lovely stretches. Hello, so this is the mini seated Pilates session. Grab yourself a firm high back chair. Come and have a sit on that chair and I want you just to move your bottom forwards so that you can place your heels underneath your knees with your feet flat. And I want you to think of your body comprising of three balls. So your head and your shoulder girdle and your pelvis all stacked one on top of the other with a little bit of space in between so you've got a nice neutral position through that spine. Then take your hands either side of your ribcage on the bottom of the ribcage and I want you just to take a breath in and really expand those ribs into your sides and into your back. As you exhale let your mouth open let the air come out and let those ribs soften. And let's do that two more times keep the shoulders relaxed. Breathing in and breathing out. 
Let's see on the last exhale if you can just take a little contraction through those low stomach muscles. So breathe in. And as you exhale this time, imagine a sponge in your pelvic girdle. You're going to give it a gentle squeeze. Lift your pelvic floor. Come on, let's try one more time for luck. Breathe in. And breathing out. All right, lovely. Let's put the fingertips on your shoulders. And I just want you to take a little bit of circling with those shoulders. So breathe in. Let your shoulders lift forwards, up to your ears, back and down. So let's inhale as we take the first part of the movement and then exhaling as you take the second part. Two more times, breathing in, lift the shoulders, exhaling in and taking them back and down. One last one, breathing in and breathing out. Now in that same position with your arms, we just do a little bit of rotation. So when you're ready, just take a little twist through the upper spine looking over your right shoulder and then inhale to come back to the center make sure your sitting bones stay nice and heavy and even as you rotate and come back good and again let's breathe in and breathe out as you twist exhale coming back to the center and to the left just that gentle twist and coming back to the center one more time each side breathe out and feel those low stump muscles drawing in towards you sponge in the pelvic girdle maybe a little lift of your pelvic floor and you should be coming back to the center about now take the arms forwards no higher than your shoulders and i want you to reach forward so you stretch your shoulder blades at the back and then just squeeze your shoulder blades together. So keep your arms long. So a forwards and backwards movement, breathing in and breathing out. Good, so feel your shoulder blades spread. Try not to move that spine, keep nice and lengthened. Just the shoulders working, squeeze back. Inhale, reach forwards and exhale to squeeze. Good, now keep your arms forwards in this position. I want you to think about drawing your low stomach muscles in so much so that you allow your pelvis and tailbone to tuck. So you take a little curve in the lumbar spine and then inhale to restack the spine. And again, breathing out, scoop those low stomach muscles in and inhale to sit tall. And again, breathing out. And breathing in, restack the spine. And one last one, just so you've moved that lovely base of the spine, give it a little stretch. And then sit tall. If you bring your right hand behind your head and just sort of press the back of the skull into the hand, left arm down by your side, and just reach down towards the left side, and then coming back up. So let's breathe in as you reach down, just feeling that gentle stretch through the waist. And again, keeping your sitting bones really nice and heavy there. Breathe in. And breathe out. When you're ready, change to the other side. So just a little pressure into the hand with the back of the skull and reach down to your right side. Over you go. Okay, so no twist in that pelvis or spine, just straight down. Side bending, little space between the ribs and the hips. Thank you.
good. And then for the next exercise, if you've got a cushion handy, use a cushion between your knees, but don't worry if you don't. Just bring the legs together a little bit. If you've got the cushion there, place them between the knees. And I want you to squeeze the cushion or your knees together. Feel your inner thighs contracting, little pull in through the low stump muscles and then release. You can even feel your sitting bones as you exhale and squeeze. So you're tightening up your bottom muscles and then releasing. Let's again breathe out and squeeze and almost feel your spine elongates as you do this. So remember those three balls stacked one on top of the other, just keep them nice and lengthened. Last squeeze. Okay, when you're ready, sit your bottom back to the back edge of your chair so your thighs are resting. And then I want you just to take some leg stretches. So exhale, press the back of the right thigh into the chair, extend your right leg forwards. Bring it down, let's change legs, breathe out, press. So we're contracting those big muscles at the front of the thighs, the quads. Try not to let your spine curve here, try and keep that neutral position. Keep your low stump muscles nice and strong. And down. Again, right leg. And down. Lovely. And left leg. And down. Now hold the right leg up. And I just want you to flex and point your toes. So reaching the toes forwards and bringing the toes back up. Toes forwards and back up. One more time, forwards, try and stay sitting tall. Now circle your ankle three times, two and three, and then go the other way. One, two, three. Carefully bend that leg, take it down, let's change legs, lengthen your left leg away. Three times, pointing and flexing. Really spread your toes and last time and then your circles around you go one two three and the other way one two three good let's bring the bottom forwards again so your heels are underneath your knees and i'm just going to get you to put the weight into your heels on both feet and lift your toes and then bring them down and again lifting the toes and bringing them down and lifting the toes and bringing them down. Now change, balls of the feet pressing and lift your heels. So you're just activating your calf muscles there. Good, lovely, one last one. And let's see if you can alternate now. So bring the toes up of your right foot and the heel up of your left foot. And now change, so heel down on the left foot and toes up and heel up on the right foot and toes down and change and just keep changing little rock through good really spread those toes and then just to finish we're going to take a little breath in bringing the arms up sideways reach to the ceiling and then bring the arms down and you can slightly lift your breastbone up so you get that nice stretch and again breathing in reaching up and breathing out push the air away underneath those armpits press down with resistance breathe in reaching up clasp your fingers push your palms up towards the ceiling really stretch you can let those shoulders lift and have a little wiggle 
bring the arms down and give me one more lovely big inhale as you lift your shoulders and exhale to circle those shoulders down and back and you're cooked well done So I wonder, I hadn't thought of this before, but if you are a professional dancer or someone who's used to engaging your core more regularly, even if you don't do that rolling, are you less likely to have quite as much pain because you're using your core more often? Yeah, I think the more that you can, you know, get that core nice and strong. For myself, I came to Pilates quite late in my career. And if I'd have had that more at the beginning, more while I was training, I think well, I've gone on quite well, <laughs> you know, I'm heading off into my twilight years. <laughs> but if I'd have known those things earlier, gosh, yeah, I don't know. I think it would have really helped. Oh, that's fascinating. So you mean even as a dancer, you're not taught necessarily to work with your core in quite the same way? Well, I think that's it. I think the teaching of dance particularly is changing. And I see now that the Royal Ballet have all sorts of different training programs, you know, not just doing ballet class, but they have lots of rehab and Pilates and gyrotonics and things like that, because it's obviously come to light that these things really help a dancer in the latter years of their dancing career to not leave a ballet company, you know, with two hip replacements or something. They can leave that ballet company and they can go on to another career, be it in movement or not, but they will be able to move afterwards. They won't have to give up because they've just absolutely ruined their body. I'm a 70s child, you see. So, you know, these things were sort of very new then. And a lot of the dancing training was very hardcore, really quite tough. So, no, it's much nicer now. And I think it's great. I think it does help everyone's body, whether you're a dancer or not, really. Just that peace of mind that you can move a little bit easier. And I think most people feel the benefits. They feel good afterwards. It gets the endorphins flowing, doesn't it, as well? It's fundamental breathing and you can feel it. You can feel your tension rising if you're not breathing fully. So that is, again, it's another benefit, isn't it, of, you know, Pilates, well, and yoga itself as well. So, yeah, if anything, breathe, breathe more. <laughs> breathe and have a strong core prevents injury as well, doesn't it? Yeah, total injury prevention. That's exactly it. It takes that one thing to realise I've got to really think about now what my body's doing. And I think it's like that for everyone, you know, you've just got to be in tune as much as you can. But generally, you learn through an injury. So I'm not saying it's a great thing to have one, but you do learn how to manage things, I think. That's true. I think you learn so much through injury or any kind of failure, if you want to call it that, in life or business. As long as you don't repeat the very same thing again, you're on your way to progressing. Yeah, yeah. Keeps you young. <laughs> it does. And I think youth is something, perhaps there's a warped concept of it in both sports and maybe dance as well, when perhaps just mm. physically you can only be at the peak of a, a career like that for a certain limited amount of time. But yeah. do you think there's much preparation, like when you were still pursuing that full on professionally, 
did you have at the back of your mind, oh, well, at some point I'll need to figure out what to do or Pilates kind of came at the right time, I suppose, or did you think about that? No, exactly that. I really did. I was quite conscientious and, you know, really I'd come at the dancing side of things backwards. So I'd started as a teacher of dance first. Then I went on and trained as a dancer. So I was a bit older than everyone else before I actually got to tread the boards. But then you know, that was great because it gave me a sort of backup. So any time that I wasn't actually performing, I could drop back into teaching. And it was just great. And again, I came to Pilates quite late. It must have been about 1996, I think, out in Germany. And because of that, that gave me another layer body-wise. I've sorted out postural things that I'd never been really able to master and get stronger and and yeah my whole performance I think sort of you know I went on for another yeah another 10 years after that so you know and even today you know still dancing and doing class regularly well the legs don't go up as high but (laughs) (laughs) my imagination's good (laughs) oh I can get my leg up to 180 degrees oh no I can't but never mind it's okay So no, it's all good. But yes, I did prepare. And I think that's a really valuable tool for the people training at the moment. The um, the youth training always have a little backup plan. I think that's always a good thing to do. I think that's very true. And I certainly know many musicians who have been so focused on that world that they really haven't cultivated other skills or interests. So I think it's very hard if you are so focused on something that you haven't kind of looked beyond it. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Keep a few things, you know, in the pipeline there and (laughs) have your plan B's and your plan C's just in case, because you never know, do you, what's around the corner. So best to be prepared. You never know when there's going to be a a worldwide pandemic. Exactly. You never know. No one would have ever thought. (laughs) No, not in a million years. If you could just rewind even a year (laughs) when we were oblivious of it in this part of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Would you say that you've had any kind of lockdown realisation that's changed your perspective or your priorities? Well, I think the big one really for myself and my family is just the simplicity. It's brought it all back down to basics. We've got lots of family time, obviously, you know, and have to look after the needs. I've got fairly young children. They're not that young now, but they're fairly young. And I think when you're sort of reined in, when you're closed in a bit, you know you can just prioritize like you said before you can prioritize things a bit more can't you so it's just simpler well if you can't do that then you do this and if you can't go out and you have to exercise and then you have to do this you have to just adapt and I think that has been quite nice I'm not saying that I can't wait for this to be over because then I can run out and I can go into town again and I can explore the theatre and see things and, and all those sorts of things but you can manage having a simple life I think and that's really good and I hope that we rescue the planet a little bit in this plight as well you know look at what we're doing to the planet look at what we've done and what it's caused so let's hope that we can just look after the planet and ourselves a bit more now I hope that we don't go back I hope we really sort of assess the things that we do and learn a little lesson from all of this it is still really quite tough but um, fingers crossed we'll learn Well, hello. Can I just say thank you? Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, it would mean the world to me if you'd rate and review Also in Pink. I'll make it super easy for you. 
and you can even win a prize. Submit your review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts for a chance to win a 20-minute one-to-one virtual coaching session with me. Pick my brain about life, KonMari, or style. I'll announce the monthly winner on each Ask Alexandria episode, so be sure to listen out to see if your review gets picked. All you need to do is go to ratethispodcast.com slash also in pink and rate and review the show. Want tips on how to win? Write something genuine. Be thoughtful and let your personality shine through. Bonus points for a dash of charm. And for your weekly dose of podcast joy, subscribe to Also in Pink so you never miss a show. Thank you so much. You really are a star. And you know, Heather, I don't think I've ever seen you outside of a fitness context. So involving <laughs> leggings and clothes made for exercise. Yeah, I know. I live in my clothes, my Pilates gear. How would you describe your personal style then? Is it Pilates related or what do you wear when you're not working out? Gosh, when I'm not working out, I'm normally probably in jeans or leggings still. So I'm not really a dress person. So often if people see me out and I've got a dress on, they'll be like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) oh, you actually do wear things like that. You know, for me, it's a comfort thing. The Pilates stuff is very comfortable. The bulk of my wardrobe, I would say, is pretty much Pilates stuff. But there are the odd dresses and the odd nice tops there that when I get the occasion (laughs) to get out and about, I might dress up just a little. Thank goodness for athleisure. That's a whole new uh, brand of clothing now. It's sort of pyjamas stroke fitness. Uh. <laughs> Depending on how chic you want to be, you can call it something different. Loungewear, I believe, is the um, popular name for it, isn't it? Loungewear. Yes. I like things that hold me in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can see the benefit of that, too. It'll be interesting, I think, coming out of the pandemic and seeing if there's more comfort that people kind of stress in their work lives or if they even go into the office, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot more people now are working from home and probably will be continuing that. I think that will be the new trend when we come out of this. So it will be interesting, yeah, to see how shops manage, how we manage as well. So, yeah. You never think that the world could change so quickly, but when you have to, there are things that happen. There's something nice about that, as horrifying as the whole pandemic is, of course. Yes, well, I think it's good. I think it shows that we may not think we're adaptable, but actually, when we put our minds to it, we can be adaptable. And I think that's a great philosophy, isn't it? You know, you don't have to say, well, I can't do that and I won't do that. And just think about, well, maybe I should try. (laughs) (laughs) At least that's what I say to my clients as well. Come on, it's okay. Let's coax you in there. (laughs) Oh, that's lovely. And do you have any other lifestyle philosophies or mantras that help you hashtag live your best life? For myself personally, I have to move. I get quite irritable if I don't move. So my one thing that I do every day really is when I get up, no matter, you know, if the children are chatting to me or everything's going on, my whole family laugh at me. They think I'm mad, but I will do about 10 minutes of Pilates for myself. So I'll just go through things for my body, just a really tiny mini routine. And what I find is it just gets me 
sort of focused on the day. I've breathed properly. I've moved various bits. And then I'm like, yeah, okay, I can do this. So it's quite a positive start. I think I've done that for years. Yeah. So it's like having a cup of tea, but you have a cup of tea still. And then you do the (laughs) the five or 10 minutes and it does. It really does work. Just have to set the alarm just a tiny bit earlier. That's all. That's the key. I think that's a lovely idea, having a morning routine or even an evening routine, just something to open and close your day. Yeah, absolutely. I think it does you the world of good. It gives you a a focus and a point and a time. Okay, well, now it's time for switch off, as you say, at the end of the day. Do you have any kind of evening routine as well? I always try and read a few pages of a book before I unwind and try not to look at the phone too much. Mm, And that's a good thing, you know, really... (laughs) Get away from that screen time. If you can get involved with a really good book, that's top tip. And I think most people are the same. Grab a few pages of a book because that will send you off into probably your best sleep, sleep (laughs) mode. (laughs) Although if you have a dancing career, sometimes you're on such an adrenaline high if you perform late that it does take that little bit of extra time just to wind down. And I know in my youth, well, yeah, the night could go on a little bit longer than it should have done, really, I suppose. So, yeah, finding wind down time then is a little trickier. Oh, I can completely relate to that since I've always been a morning person. I was one of those weird kids who got up at 6 a.m. even as a teenager, you know. (laughs) And it wasn't until performing more that that shifted a little bit just because physically I just felt like I, I couldn't do that staying up a bit later. But I'm definitely returning more to my natural state now. And with that in mind, do you have a daily habit or ritual that brings you joy? Well, the one that does bring me joy really is just moving straight away. I think that's the thing that just really helps to bring my mind into the day. And, you know, no matter if I'm feeling a little bit low or whatever, once I start moving, that's when it all just starts to settle So any sort of, if you wake up with that whoosh of anxiety, just again, just getting up, going right. Even if you think, well, I won't do my usual routine, I'll just do some stretching, but anything. And it just puts you into such a good frame of mind. So I can really advocate that. (laughs) It works for me and I hope it works for other people too. I'm sure it does. I'm sure I'm not alone. (laughs) No, you're not. I think whenever I have a morning walk or a run or something, it definitely helps to get that fresh air. Yeah, just once a day, you need to get out. You need to go and see what's going on around you. Even if it's only a short walk, 15, 20 minutes, but just to get out and just, yeah, just get that space, get that air. Or in the afternoon too, if you're feeling a bit muddle-headed and stuck. If you've had too much screen time, that is it. Just turn everything off, get your coat on, wrap up if you need to, and then it's just out, walk. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing like it. And it's so simple, isn't it, really? Everyone can do that. (laughs) That's so true. Or have a little stretch in your seat, like your lovely Pilates routine. (laughs) Oh, do. Yeah, absolutely. You do need to just take stock every hour or two and have a little stretch. Excellent advice. And something I talk about in my business is this concept of a vision for your ideal life, for how you want to live. Would you say that you have a vision for what your ideal life looks like? Yeah, I feel quite positive. I feel quite lucky and I I feel I'm not far off that ideal life, actually. I mean, I know lockdown has, you know, obviously um, (laughs) offered quite a few restrictions, but 
you know, I love my family and I love the work that I do. I really like working with people and helping people to move better. And I think in terms of my dance career, I did more than I thought I would ever do. So that's a bonus. And I think the only thing, something like moving down to the seaside, the call of the sea, oh. I think has become much more important to me now. But obviously, I think we'll stick around here for the children to grow up. But that would be rather lovely. And then even to have maybe one day my own studio or maybe offer retreats, Pilates and things like that, you know, something quite holistic, I guess, but something maybe a little bit different. I don't think I'm far off. I feel quite lucky. <laughs> oh, that sounds delightful. With the prospect of life by the sea sometime in the future. Oh, yes, definitely. The sea itself is just, yeah, I just find that very therapeutic. Yeah, I mean, it can be a horrible day by the sea, but it's still therapy, isn't it? That I don't know. There's something about it. It's quite exciting as well. Calming and exciting. The whooshing of the waves. Just lovely. Oh, and your skin feels amazing. You've had a walk along the beach and you feel, all, oh, yeah perfect <laughs> oh you're conjuring a lovely image i can uh, just see it what's your top tip for living well something listeners can take away with them and apply in their own lives would be to remind yourself to drink enough water and i'm saying that because i'm sitting here with my water because sometimes i just get so busy that i forget and then i think why have i got a little bit of a headache and it's generally hydration so i'd say yes definitely drink enough water and obviously my other one, oh, it has to be keep moving. <laughs> it can't be anything else, can it? It's got to be just keep moving. It doesn't need to be complicated. Walking, dancing, hit, stretch, you know, stick on a bit of music, have a boogie. Yeah, lovely. So easy. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you looking forward to this year? Spending a bit more family time. I've got elderly parents, so I'd like to be able to be a bit more on hand for them not doing too badly I'm in a bubble with them um, my husband's parents they live in that idyllic place which is near the sea <laughs> so definitely get down and see them <laughs> yes but also I think working towards keeping my client base really really happy with their classes making sure that they've got new things to work on new inspiration so lots I mean lots to look forward to really and nothing major you know nothing you don't need to travel miles away or anything like that just really nice nice simple things getting on with life getting on but getting on with life <laughs> simple yet satisfying yes exactly yeah absolutely and and heather for listeners who'd like to have a bit more of you in their lives are your classes currently full or are you taking on new students it's always great to have new people. I would probably, any new recruits to come and have a chat with me for half an hour just so that I can get to know them and know their bodies a little bit before they come to a class. I teach four times a week at the moment for classes and then I teach privately as well. So I teach an adult ballet class too. So four Pilates classes, one adult ballet class, and then I mix and match with the private sessions as well. And the classes are generally, I'll, I'll give a list of equipment, but people have been very creative around the house, <laughs> found all sorts of bits <laughs> of equipment to use. It's great. So yeah, you just need yourself a mat, probably a cushion and a diner band and a ball. And you know, if you want any of the other bits, then that's great. But no, people are welcome to join. It's, it's I try and make it as sort of a workout, but a, a gentle approach to the workout. I don't want to do two crazy things when I'm not there in person to oversee. So, yeah. 
sounds good. And now we've come to the finale. So I have a few quick fire questions for you to end the show. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh, I feel, feel scared now. Pretend you're sitting by the sea, enjoying the lovely waves lapping and oh, yeah. Lovely. Yes. You can hear my soothing voice. I didn't realize this before podcasting, but people said, oh, you should be like a yoga instructor or something. Honestly, I have to say I totally agree. <laughs> Maybe I should use you, Alexandra, and I should just I should just do this session and you could be my voice over. <laughs> That would be hilarious. You have such a lovely voice too. And Oh, I feel very kind. Oh, no, you do. It's really very relaxing. I remember that well from class. <laughs> oh, good. You're well suited to what you do in all ways. Oh. <laughs> so what's your most treasured possession? And of course, no judgment. So no judgment. Well, we couldn't use it today, but actually my most treasured possession is my Mac Air book because it's Ooh. given me the capacity to do the work that I've been able to do during lockdown. So yeah, don't judge me on that, but that is that has been a lifesaver. Yeah, it really has because I was completely not a technophobe. I had nothing. I had a, a couple of tablets which just didn't really cut the mustard. So there we go. Oh, technology, help. <laughs> Well, that's amazing. You've achieved a lot then already to become technically apt, which I'm sure you are, to do your classes. And I'm internally grateful to someone for the capacity to have that Mecca. If you're listening, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favourite article of clothing or accessory in your current wardrobe? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, I will tell you, and I don't know if I'm allowed to mention a brand, but they are a pair of leggings do, and they yeah. are, oh my goodness, they're from Lululemon and the material they've used, it's like skin. It's like just really unusual. So I do love those. Yeah, you know, I'm a particular fan of quite funky leggings. <laughs> that is my clothing accessory. I'd like to say it was a pair of Manolo Blahnik shoes, but no, sadly not. <laughs> oh, if only. My feet are ruined, Alexandra. Bunions, you know, terrible. Oh, oh no. <laughs> you don't need to wear shoes anymore, so it's fine. No, that's it. Just trainers. <laughs> and where do you go to get inspired? I do love going to the theatre. I love that. I think that's just so inspiring. And maybe people get annoyed when they go with me because I'm not very critical. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just the joy of going out and just actually sitting and watching something and really appreciating what they're going through in order to deliver that out to the audience. So for me, theatre, cinema, going outdoors, yeah, doing outdoor stuff, great. And I also, I've been really inspired during lockdown just to have a little view in on other teachers teaching either Pilates or yoga or, you know, maybe even other stuff. But I found that really inspiring. So there's my inspirations. <laughs> Wonderful. And what's one book or resource that you'd recommend for everyone? Well, at the moment I'm reading Claudia Runkelman's biography. Well, not really a biography. It's called Quite. And um for me, that's just quite uplifting. She's quite funny. She's quite practical. So I am enjoying that. I'm not sure if I'd recommend it to everyone because obviously it's for maybe a certain 
age group, maybe uh, a certain sex as well, maybe, I don't know. And I think sort of from a practical point of view for the work that I do, I've always been drawn back to a book called Dance Technique and Injury Prevention, which is a really old book by Howes and Hancock. And back in the day, (laughs) they were sort of the physios that you would probably go to for your rehab if you were injured as a dancer. And this book is, yeah, it's quite phenomenal. I mean, it's quite dated now, but the information in there is really good so that's my sort of top reference book I'd say it doesn't work for everyone's injuries but it's something I will refer to quite a lot so there's my probably my book recommendations not for everyone really but you know (laughs) but for enough people but for enough people maybe you'll find something from them (laughs) either one great and here's a very KonMari question for you what would you say that you're grateful for yeah definitely the love and support of my family and especially my husband oh he's my rock yes he knows that I can be quite crazy at times but he uh, he does put up with me really well (laughs) (laughs) and the yin and yang so he's the yang to my yin (laughs) oh something like that anyway (laughs) yeah oh he's great eternally grateful (laughs) and finally what do you love most about life? I never want to stop learning. So I don't ever want to sort of rest on my laurels and think, yeah, do you know what? I know it all. I know all about Pilates. I know all about dance. No, I always, there's always something to learn. And I think for me, I always think if I can continue to learn, then I can continue to evolve and become a much more rounded person from that. So yeah, that would be my the thing I, I love most about life, just to continue that learning experience. <laughs> yeah, stay curious and keep learning. Yeah, get the kitty cat out, be curious. Meow. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Heather. It's been a great pleasure catching up and talking about crunchy fascia (laughs) and keeping curious and all of these things yeah absolutely no it's been a real joy thank you so much Alexandria lovely really nice to talk to you again yes you too and I do love the way that you say lovely I remember that from the class so well it has a special place (laughs) in my heart (laughs) oh that's really nice to hear could you give us one more just you know to enjoy it lovely Lovely. That's lovely. Delightful. Well, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Pilates and dance instructor Heather Craig. If you'd like to join one of Heather's virtual classes, have a look at the show notes. There's a link to her website and you can email her and arrange a time to discuss your fitness needs. So, here's some key takeaways from our conversation. Remind yourself to drink enough water. And, as Heather says, Pilates on its own won't get you fit, but it's a wonderful supplement to other exercise. After all, Pilates helps strengthen your core, and the stronger your core, the less likely you are to get injured. Pilates also helps you be balanced and move more fluidly. Keep that fascia nice and lubricated and not crispy. Most importantly, just move. 
once a day you need to get out. Even if it's only a short walk, get out and get some fresh air. Why not start your day with a mini Pilates routine, like the one Heather guided you through? Some lovely stretches might be just the thing to get your day off to a wonderful start. That's our show then. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Alexandria and this is Also in Pink, the podcast all about lifestyle design. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to Also in Pink wherever you get your podcasts. And the absolute best way to show your support is to write a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. This really helps more than anything to promote the show. And of course, tell all your friends. Thank you so much for your support. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Redefine what's possible and create your ideal life.